Hello, and welcome back to Market House. In this podcast, we like to just sit back and talk all things Disney. And uh, yeah, let's just start off and let's talk about the week. Um, this one has been much calmer. If you listen to last week's episode, you'll know that we went through quite the experience with a broken down car and down to one, but um, that is proceeding nicely. I think we found one. I'm not sure yet, waiting for it to uh, come in our area. It's being shipped and going to take a look at it, but that is um, good news. So a lot less stress on, on this um, end in this, uh, in this week, but um, yeah, the smoke is back. And um, again, like I mentioned before, we live in Sacramento and uh, the smoke from the wildfires likes to settle in the valley here and it is back. And it looks like um, some, actually this one was this one that is burning now, which is located in the Redding area, uh, was started by some lady. Um, she was arrested. They saw her walking around the forest with like a lighter and she was acting all erratic. So I hope they just throw the book at this lady because she's causing a lot of people a lot of problems and uh, not only are homes and buildings burning down, but um, you know, it's affecting people's ability to breathe all across the state. So um, yeah, so that's what we're dealing with. Again, if you live in California, you understand the pain, but hopefully they get that under control soon so we can get rid of this dang smoke. But with all that said, let's uh, turn to more positive things and let's talk Disney news. All right, our first story is Disney World has taken away the virtual queue option for Rise of the Resistance. So they are back to a good old standby line. Uh, the first day uh, that this was put in place, the line was 180 minutes at one point, And it looked to kind of chill out as the day went on and it got down to 75 minutes. But holy smokes, they have taken away the option to kind of reserve your spot for Rise of the Resistance. Now, I think this is in response to people, there's been a lot of people on social media, and I think writing into Disney that are just tired of the kind of frenzy you are in at seven in the morning to reserve a time. Uh, I think there's pros and cons to both options, whether it's there or not. When it's there, yes, you have to wake up at seven and frantically, you know, bash your phone in with your finger trying to, you know, click that button. But... It also saves you from standing in line for over two hours. So I'm not sure which one I prefer. Um, I don't know if I'd wait that long. I mean, again, it's a fantastic ride. Absolutely love it. It's the best one, period, at any Disney park. But uh, two and a half hours, that's that's a giant chunk of your... No, that's three hours. No, that's that's three hours. There's no way. There's no way I'd, I'd, I'd wait in line for three hours for that ride. Again, it's great, but not three hours worthy. But so, I don't know. Again, I think this is what happens when you complain because Disney listened and said, okay, we'll take it away. And now you get to wait in line for two and a half to three hours. So, um, again, something to keep in mind if you're planning an East Coast Disney trip. Um, there is no virtual queue, queue excuse me, uh, currently over there. But they said they will bring it back when needed. So, I'm assuming during holidays or insanely busy, you know, summer weekends that they will, uh, you know, uh, activate the virtual queue option again, and you'll have to reserve a time, but it looks like it's, you know, I'm assuming till the end of the year, uh, it's going to be standby only. 
so good luck folks trying to get <laughs> uh, uh, on that ride because it's going to be a frenzy. Next up, we have the new Space 220 restaurant in Epcot has opened. Uh, this opened on September 20th, and it is a completely original uh, story uh, kind of themed restaurant. So this is not tied to really any previous IP. Um, it's not like, you know, Lilo and Stitch's Space Cadet uh, restaurant or, I mean, the only association with another ride or um uh, IP is, uh, it's in the same mission, mission space pavilion. So it's right next door to mission space and you can see it, I think in the video, when you're supposed to be going up the space elevator, you can see mission space right there. So that's the only really association with another ride or movie or whatever. Uh, but other than that, it's original. So, uh, you're not going to see again, any Disney characters up there. So I, th I, that's super cool to me. Um, it's, uh, completely new, right? I, I think we're used to having, you know, a new movie coming out, they make a ride about, about it or whatever, or a restaurant, you know, a Tiana's place or something. It's all tied into previous IP, but this is a completely original, um, story. So I think it's pretty sweet. Um, let me kind of, uh, tell you, uh, read the description. Jeez. Can't spit that out, um, of the restaurant. So you know what to expect and what, um, it's like. So, uh, embark on the ultimate culinary exploration from this new expansion of the mission space pavilion. Step inside Space 220, featuring a celestial panorama from a space station for a delicious meal. To begin your journey, board a special space elevator that will ascend to the stars. Along the way, viewports will give you an aerial view of Epcot as you travel high above the planet. As you dine, peer out and enjoy amazing daytime and nighttime views of Earth from 220 miles up. Sorry for those random pauses. <laughs> I was uh, spaced out there, so I'm like, nighttime views of Earth from... Uh, so yeah, that's where the name comes from. 220 miles up. That's where you're supposed to be kind of hovering above earth connected to the space elevator. And yeah, to get to the restaurant, you have to go in said elevator and it looks like you're shooting up into space. So again, pretty sweet. Um, kind of pricey, of course, like any Disney themed experience. It's a uh, 55 per person at lunchtime and 79 per person for dinner. So not a cheap experience, but a unique one. Um, it's prefix menu. Uh, so you can't order a la carte or anything. I think the only option you have, if you want to do something like that would be to seat, uh, get seated at the lounge, which is like a bar and you get to have kind of appetizers and drinks, but you can't get any of the main courses. So, uh, the food looks pretty sweet. We did watch some videos on YouTube, so we totally cheated and already saw some of the footage from the uh, restaurant and um it looks pretty good um again for that price point i i don't know i think i'd want it to kind of blow my mind a little bit but yeah i think if you're seated next to the windows right you're supposed to be looking out uh, on earth you can see like astronauts floating by and spaceships coming and unloading things and that's it's pretty cool but there's a second tier of seating um, that you can be seated at and it's kind of distant from everything. So I would be kind of bummed if I was seated up there cause I'd feel removed from, you know, why you went up there in the first place, which is to look out and see kind of this fake space thing. But, um, it looks like if you kind of get stuck in the corner in the back there, that it looks like a regular restaurant. So you're, you're paying basically a premium to be, uh, without really any, any payoff. So again, I think if you request, I, I, I don't know if you can even request where you're seated cause I'm, I'm assuming everyone wants to be seated next to the windows. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pricey 
uh, kind of thing. I think we'll definitely try it, but um, I don't know if it'll be like an every trip deal since it's such an investment, but something to look out. Um, again, if you're planning an East Coast trip and you want uh, a kind of cool dining experience, Space 220 definitely deserves a look. Okay, we have more Marius Nights news. Uh, this is the event that has never-ending announcements because it feels like every week there's something new they're adding or changing or announcing. So uh, looks like they're adding a Magic Key Holder event for the party. So Magic Key Holders will have the opportunity to take part in a special dining event at Blue Bayou in New Orleans Square called New Orleans Holiday Party, where they will be able to take part in a Cajun-style culinary boil celebrating family and friends. I don't know what a culinary boil means, but uh, I don't know if I'd like it. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming it's, you know, New Orleans-style food. I'm not a huge fan of that stuff, um, but if this is at all attractive to you, uh, well, shoot, they added something cool to an event. So if you're a Magic Key holder and you want some kind of exclusive dining event on top of uh, an already exclusive event, uh, being the Marius Knights, um, then this is right up your alley. So again, it's it, the way it's worded, it sounds like it's a paid experience. It's not going to be free, I don't believe. Um, very rarely do they add free things at Disney, but um, you have to be a Magic Key holder, and then you get access to purchase, I'm assuming, tickets to this exclusive dining event. So um, yeah, save your pennies, because $165 per person already to, uh, to attend the event on top of a paid, I'm assuming expensive dinner at the Blue Bayou, you're looking at one expensive night. So uh, again, it's aw it's awesome that they're announcing more opportunities and, and fun things for Magic Key holders. But again, that comes with um, a pretty hefty cost, I'd imagine. So again, uh, they don't really have much information. The only thing that they have is what I read, um, which is just the explanation or the description of the event. So, you know, Stay tied to Twitter or uh, the Disney Parks blog, and I'm assuming they'll come out with some pricing and more details in the next uh, couple weeks. Our final news story today has to do with World of Color over in Disney's California Adventure. Uh, WDW News Today, the worldwide leader in Disney Parks News. Um, that's below their name, so I thought I'd read it and let you know that they are the worldwide leader in Disney Park News. Of course, everyone knows that. Um, but no, they uh, posted a short story. I don't even know if you'd call it a story. Uh, just photos of the World of Color fountains being raised out of the lake um, at California Adventure. So it looks like they're performing some kind of maintenance, which would, leads me to believe that World of Color may be returning soon which means we'd have another nighttime show option other than the fireworks to attend. So that would be so exciting because I think we already need another event. Um, when we were there a few weeks ago, the fireworks show, of course, it's very popular every single time. But again, since it's the only nighttime entertainment, I mean, people started lining up at like five and, you know, fireworks don't start until nine-ish. So... People were sitting there for straight up four, four and a half hours before the show started to get a decent spot. So it's, I think, needed um, to have a, another uh, entertainment option at night, especially in DCA, so we can kind of spread out that crowd because, again, Disneyland at night was absolutely packed because everyone wanted to watch the fireworks, you know, grab dinner, 
do a couple rides, watch the fireworks, and call it a night. Um, where if we have another nighttime spectacular over in DCA, that means that the crowd will disperse a little bit and, um, you know, it, it feel less busy. So that is so exciting. I hope it returns because, um, you know what, I'm actually not going to spoil it. We are, you know, this is actually a good intro to today's main segment, and that is rating the uh, Disneyland nighttime shows, Disneyland Resort. Um, so we'll throw DCA shows in there too, but how do they stack up against each other? And what are my opinions on each, uh, show and how do I rank them? So I know you're very curious and you're probably sitting there at the edge of your seat wondering what does Caleb, uh, how does he rank those, uh, nighttime shows? And I'm going to tell you, so, uh, hold on to your seats. Let's talk Disney nighttime shows. So let's talk nighttime shows at the Disneyland Resort. Um, Let's go ahead and list these things so you actually know. I mean, I know most of you know what shows they offer, but some may not. So let's go ahead and list what nighttime shows are available and what they've had in the past. Um, I know, you know, half of them aren't available now because of COVID, but in normal operating times, what shows are available and uh, what those entail. So we've got, of course, the most famous, the Disneyland Fireworks. And now it's like, it's more than a fireworks show because they've got crazy like projection mapping on Main Street and at It's a Small World. Um, where else? Uh, I think over at um, Tom Sawyer's Island, they've got projections on there now. So you can pretty much watch it all throughout the park and get uh, the full experience. They've got the music, uh, you know, pipe through with projections uh, tied up with the uh, fireworks that are going off in the sky. So, of course, it's the classic. It's the one everyone talks about, the one everyone goes to. And they've got different shows throughout the year. They've got the kind of running one, like the main one that they run for a few years, and they switch it up. And then they've got the special uh, holiday-centric one. So you've got the Halloween one. uh, They've got one for Christmas. And then I think that's it. They, they, they do have special ones on like 4th of July and, you know, of course, uh, New Year's, but we're not going to count those. But, um, I, you know, we're not going to go and compare every single fireworks show because there's a million of them. But I will mention that Disneyland Forever has the best opening song, hands down. That thing is so catchy. I play it all the time on YouTube by itself um, and just hear it in the background. It's amazing. So you're wrong if you think it's anyone else, but forever, Disneyland forever, look it up, listen to the music, it's fantastic. Um, Fantasmic is another option over at Disneyland, and that is, um, let me kind of read you their description of their own ride. Daring heroes and epic villains do battle on a grand scale in a jaw-dropping nighttime spectacular starring Mickey Mouse. Um, Let's go back and read do battle. (laughs) Like, not daring heroes and epic villains battle on a grand scale. It's do battle. Um, I love it. I'm sure that's, I don't know, grammatically correct, but uh, sounds a little weird. Uh, It's 27 minutes long. They say all ages. You know, it's appropriate for all ages. If you've seen that show, there are some straight up scary parts. Um, Again, we'll we'll dive into details later and what my thoughts are on it. But that all ages thing is a little suspect. I don't know if I believe that. Um... World of Color, that is an option over in Disney's California Adventure, and that um, little thing, if I could pull it up, um, what's their description? I don't know. Let me tell you. In three, two, 
Who won? Uh, Disney and Pixar stories soared to life on a vivid veil of mist during this outdoor nighttime spectacular. Again, the adjectives they use are so impressive. Vivid veil of mist during this outdoor nighttime spectacular. Um, this one's 22 minutes, uh, appropriate for all ages. And I would agree with that. It is appropriate for all ages. There's no scary things in it. Period. Um, again, I know this is unfair because it's not technically like specifically a nighttime show, but I'm going to throw the parades in there um, just because they happen to take place when the sun is setting. Um, and again, not when it's dark outside, but like, you know, there's an evening time usually when they're rolling through. Again, these change depending on what time of year, but um, like, again, the next one coming to the Disneyland Resort opens on November 12th, and that is the Christmas Fantasy Parade. Uh, find upcoming parades at both Disneyland Resort theme parks and see when others are scheduled to return later this year. That's their description. Um, don't miss the merriest parade on Earth starring beloved Disney characters, dancing reindeer, toy soldiers, and of course, jolly old St. Nick from November 12th, 2021 to January 9th. So that is the most recent and upcoming parade. And again, that's not super fair. I know it's not specifically a nighttime show, but we're going to throw it in there. And finally, I'm throwing this in because it deserves to be thrown in here because it's one of the best shows ever, Paint the Night. Again, it's not running at Disneyland currently. It, it kind of makes its way around the world. Um, it actually debuted, I think in Cal... Yeah, it debuted in California Adventure, I believe, for the first time. I may be totally wrong. You know what? I'm, I think I got that wrong. But anyways, um, we had it in... Did, no, I lied. Yep, I totally lied. So it debuted at Disneyland on the West Coast in 2015. It uh, then moved to Disney California Adventure in 2018 and then left and is now in Hong Kong, I believe. So again, it kind of makes its way around the world. They kind of, you know, create it up, ship it out. And so eventually it will return to Disneyland. So I'm totally throwing it in here because I like talking about it and it deserves to be talked about. So... What are my ratings? Now that we know all the shows available, how do I rate them? How do I stack them up? So from worst to best, and again, this is not like it's a bad show. It's just my least liked to most liked. This is how that uh, plays out. So parades at the very bottom. Uh, again, I know it's not fair when compared to shows that were made for the dark, but even during the day, the parades are not super exciting to me. Now, I'm also not a six-year-old child, but... I really never find myself like wanting to stand and watch and you sit there and sweat for, I don't know, an hour while these things, you know, these floats pass by. And um, again, it's parades are parades, right? I, th I think it's, it's hard to differentiate yourself when a parade is again, like, a, I don't know, there's not much to do during a parade. So I'm not going to dive into much. I don't know. It's just not super exciting to me. I never watch them. So yeah, parades at the bottom of the list. Next up, and again, this is going to maybe make some people mad, Fantasmic is next. So we've got Parades at the bottom, Fantasmic, one up from that, and I've never been a giant Fantasmic fan. My wife, on the other hand, I think that's her favorite show. She loves it. She grew up on it. Um, she grew up watching it with her family and, you know, setting a blanket down and, and saving your spot, but I don't know. It's kind of a bizarre show if you watch it. If you've never seen it before, I, I encourage you to either see it next time you're there when it's opened up or watch it on YouTube. But there's like straight up like a seven minute 
music break in the middle of it with dancing elephants and this weird like you know horn section and it's just bizarre and it's super super terrifying for kids like there's a dragon there's a witch there's like you know super loud noises there's fireworks and now i will admit they do the phantasmics like every element available in a nighttime show it's got the world of color technology so they do project on on water they've got fire you know pyrotechnics they've got fireworks they've got live actors they've got giant animatronics so it i will admit you know that's cool it does use every single you know nighttime show factor that's available but i don't know the story i don't understand it it doesn't make a lot of sense it's mickey like beating evil or something Eh, it's okay so again for just pure like mind-numbing ooh ah colors bl things blowing up it's decent but for storytelling i don't think it's that amazing so that brings us to um the next show so so far we've got parades at the bottom phantasmic one up from that paint the night is smack dab in the middle and yeah i love the show and again that's the reason why i even put it in here it's not fair because it's not even running and it won't run probably for years but i love this dang show this was disney's answer to the main street electrical parade so that moved on again years ago i was retired it's a pretty old show it's a classic but they kind of reimagined the electrical parade and created paint the night and it's insane like the floats are so elaborate the amount of lights i remember that when they were promoting it it was like over a million lights and it's some crazy stupid amount against some stupid amount of money they spent on it and it's just plain fun the the music's amazing it's owl city i think i think you know owl city owes disney his career because they use his stuff and everything but it's just a fun song kids love it there's no scariness to it there's no um you know it's not something jumping out at them or anything the whole family can enjoy it it's super fun so that deserves its spot right there in the middle uh second from the top so the second best show in my book is the disneyland fireworks and again some people might not agree with me but that's okay we can all have our own opinions but again the fireworks are just plain fantastic nothing wrong with them there's literally nothing wrong they're amazing they only get better every single year because they add projection mapping they add you know like lights that you know can sync up with it it's 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 insane and again they keep getting better and you know they it ruins fireworks for you for the rest of your life like after you see a disney fireworks show and then you go to the fourth of july in your local you know your city or you go to fireworks at another theme park you know they don't time it with the music as much you know there's not as much storytelling so you're not like okay it's just things blowing up in the sky when disneyland does it it adds to some kind of story they're telling on the castle or you know audio you know i don't know i i can't explain it it's just stupid stupid magical and the feeling you get you almost start crying right at the end of the show you're just like that was so beautiful and i love it and i love disney and i want to come back every year and yeah it just you know i'm taking my phone out my wallet out and be like here disney take it all i love it so again it i don't think any other show really um produces that feeling the only reason i bumped it i think down one is that it's very weather sensitive so over you know down here in disneyland um you get the santa Ana winds and again if you've been you totally know at nighttime it gets windy uh cools the park down which is amazing but it also means that they can't do fireworks if it's too windy so it gets canceled quite a bit um in the winter time when the the winds pick up 
and you'll know that it's at risk of being canceled if you see a balloon let go on Main Street. So if you look up and you're waiting for the fireworks and everyone's kind of sitting there and it may be delayed a little bit and you look up and you see a white balloon, that means they're testing the winds and if it blows too much, again, I don't know what the parameters are, but if it is too windy, they'll cancel it and they will do a projection only show. It's fun, but not the same. The Disneyland fireworks are magical. So if it if they cancel it and it's just projections, it's okay. Um, if you've seen it before, I'd encourage you to maybe get out of line and go do something else. But uh, still magical, just not as much as the Disneyland fireworks. And finally, uh, there's one left, so I'm assuming you already know, but my favorite nighttime show at the Disneyland Resort is World of Color. Now, this show is absolutely fantastic. The technology involved right of those like you know however many fountains that shoot water up by however many feet like a hundred feet in the air it's absolutely unbelievable and the storytelling aspect i think is why it's my absolute favorite you have again i know it's cheating because they're legit projecting the 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 movie on the water but that itself is already an amazing feat and the fact that you can sit there and watch a movie on a projector that's projecting on water is unbelievable but just the feeling of the show, like when you're waiting, you get to play this like interactive game um, where the Mickey's fun. W- oh, no, it's not called that anymore. Um, Pixar Pal Around Wheel, whatever. That's a terrible name. But, uh, you know, formerly known as the Mickey's Fun Wheel, you could play this game on your phone. So it would do like um, Simon Says, right? Is that the game where it would like flash like, you know, green, yellow, green, and then you copy it on your on your phone. And if you get it right, you get to move on. And the person that wins at the very end gets to control the lights on that wheel, the Ferris wheel, for like 10 minutes. It's so stinking cool. So leading up to watching the show, you're having fun. You know, there's a little a hot chocolate. Um, I When I think of it, I think of um, wintertime watching it. So there's like a hot chocolate booth right there. You can grab hot cocoa. You can grab some popcorn before watching the show. And then, of course, the, the show itself is in, insane. It's unbelievable. You've got fire features just giant flame ball comes out of the water, you know, when the Pirates of the Caribbean segment comes on and you've got like Buzz Lightyear shooting lasers past your head. You know, you've got like these lasers shooting out, um, you know, over at Pixar Pier shooting towards you and it's just unreal. So again, this thing, it's almost cheating how good it is. Like they've, I don't know, they invested so much money in this dang show. It's so fun. I think it's the most like moving experience. Um, at night and overall the best i mean it's hard to beat uh fireworks definitely up there you know it uh gives it a run run for its money but at the end of the day world of color i have the best time watching that show so again don't hate me too much if i you know put your favorite rack phantasmic i know there's going to be people that are like what is wrong with you um but i don't know it never was my cup of tea i'll watch it but i'm not going to stand there for three hours waiting for it to come on. So, um, yeah, that's it. That is, that's the show. We sat, we, we, we talked nine times spectaculars. I hope they bring them back soon. It's been too long since we've seen world of color too long since Fantasmic's been available and we'd love to have them back. Please Disney bring them back. So the kids do it for the kids, the children at the very least, bring them the joy of those nighttime shows. And for the parents, for the dads out there that are like, I spent two grand to be down here and I don't get the full experience. I get it. I get your frustration. So Disney, please bring them back. 
make the dads and make the kids happy. And um, let's bring back those shows. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Market House Podcast. Again, follow us there for daily posts. And we're always posting some pictures from previous um, trips. And also, if there's any kind of exciting news, we'll post something there. And yeah, I think that's it. Join us next Monday for another episode of Market House Podcast. Have a great week. Hang in there from the West Coast. Um, you know, bring an oxygen mask around because the smoke is crazy from the East Coast. I'm jealous. You're getting some cool weather already. And uh, yeah, can't wait for fall. Anyways, have a great week. We will see you next week. <laughs>